Trump is stealing elections because he's stealing mail trucks and mail drop boxes? Yeah, that's a real thing on the left. I'm Adrian Slade. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. Let's start off with a message from Taylor Swift. Trump's calculated dismantling of the United States Postal Service proves one thing clearly. He is well aware we do not want him as our president. He's chosen to blatantly cheat and put millions of American lives at risk in an effort to hold on to power. Donald Trump's ineffective leadership gravely worsened the crisis that we are in and is now taking advantage of it to subvert and destroy our right to vote and vote safely. Request a ballot early. Vote early. This from Jamie Lee Curtis. I swear in broad daylight, the driver of the red truck had a red cap with white letters. Conspiracy? Outright attempt at stealing the election by denying the access of the United States Postal Service. Let's not let it happen, Joe Biden. And there's a picture of a flatbed towing truck towing a postal truck. Now the truck is red. So maybe his uniform requires him to wear a red hat. But I think she thinks it's like a MAGA truck that just rolled up and just snatched up a postal truck. And the guy's, you know, got, he's got to make America great again hat on. And that's what they're going with. This from Representative uh, Mikey Shrill. I, I don't know who this person is. But there's a picture of a black truck with multiple blue postal drop boxes in the back. My office will be investigating. I'm not going to sit by while the USPS and essential service is systematically dismantled here in New Jersey and around the country. So the, the premise here is Donald Trump was going to withhold some funding from the United States Postal Service over something else. And they, the left, are, are trying to make the case that Donald Trump is going to eliminate the United States Postal Service so that we can't have mail-in voting, which is pretty bizarre. I, I don't see how he would do that because it also would affect his chances of winning, wouldn't it? Kind of affect the election all the way around. The other thing is the fact that they had a march, I swear to you, a packed march, people marching in the streets, Marching for what? They want mail-in voting. <laughs> so they can't show up and stand in line and vote, but they can march so that they can mail their vote in. They can march in person next to each other, social distance, distancing be damned, and then they're going to uh, march for mail-in voting. Now, nothing like the post office to uh, jump on. This entire thing, you know, they've got the uh, the little motto, uh, sleet, snow, hail. Yeah, whatever. Will not stop the Postal Service. Well, they've got a new one. It says snow slash rain slash heat slash night slash fascism slash nothing stops the mail because they're fighting fascism. They're the new Antifa. I, I think we just need to go out and privatize. The United States Postal Service. See, the idea behind monopolies, from my understanding, this is the idea behind why you have a kind of co-op monopoly with your power company, with uh, why Ma Bell was such a, a deal at a certain point. 
um, because of the infrastructure. You know, it's like the rail uh, train system back in the day. What they didn't want was they didn't want infrastructure to be overbearing. So, you know, you got a telephone company and then they put telephone lines up. Well, then you get a competing telephone company and then they put telephone lines up and then you get another competing and then you've got nothing but miles and miles of (laughs) telephone lines used by different companies. It's the same thing with the railroads. They didn't want tracks after tracks after tracks after tracks. You know, the same thing with uh, the power company. You don't want millions of power lines all buried into the ground from competing companies. So what they would do is they would provide a mutual uh, company or a mutual infrastructure that they can use. Telephone companies all using the same phone lines, but the different services are your AT&Ts and your, you know, they, they couldn't really do it with your power company because you don't have options of different power companies to go to using the same power lines. But you see my point. The point is the infrastructure was going to be a level playing field that other people can operate on. And that was the case back in the day with the postal service, because you needed that infrastructure. You know, you had the routes and the people that could conduct the routes and the mail that was going through that infrastructure was, uh, something that, you know, utilized it. And, and that's why you didn't have competing different companies. Well, now you start to, you got FedEx, you've got UPS, um, was it D DHL? I can't remember the, uh, the one that uses for legal, uh, documents, what have you. And I would go so far as to say Amazon is starting to change that game too, because they're going to start building their own infrastructure with drone shipping and, uh, you know, those kind of things. Why don't we just privatize the United States Postal Service? Because it's always in the red. We're always bailing them out. They don't know how to have an efficient model when they are basically the go-to people. Now, I thought this was an interesting little thread, a little tweet thread that Eric Erickson put up. You know, Eric Erickson was the one who created Red State, um, also the resurgent. And he filled in for Rush Limbaugh for quite some time back in the day. He said, let me explain what has actually happened with the United States Postal Service. The media left conspiracy about mail-in voting is not what's really going on here. The post office has been signaling for months that it was going to need a bailout. It's PR handlers and postal union advocates smartly connected it to the election. Working with the Democrat groups in and outside of the media, they have been able to amplify their needs for money, and it was predictable. Trump would react the way he did. It was obvious that combining the two would create a media firestorm to work in the post office's favor. And they have been hinting at needing a bailout since late last year, and the GOP has consistently been opposed to a big one. They took their time, plotted with uh, their PR course, and they have done a masterful job at getting really good reporters spun up on this. It's no conspiracy. It's a PR campaign masterfully executed. And he's right. And on top of that, there is a level that makes you go, wow, is the deep state so ingrained within the bureaucracy that even the postmaster general is going to put out a propaganda ad promoting the post office and saying it's fighting fascism? Who knows? I mean, it's on every level. But it's amazing how they've been able to utilize this whole mail-in voting fraud idea as something that should be mined as legitimate territory, as a legitimate way of conducting elections. Because, 
yeah, there are people that do absentee ballot voting, and that's usually done via mail. But mail-in voting is a horrible idea. I mean, even if you just look at it on the efficiency level of the post office. I mean, I got my neighbor's mail in my post office the other day. My neighbor across the street got my mail. And then my mother-in-law, who has her own little business, decided she was going to send out invoices and was wondering why nobody was paying you know, the bills that she put out. Well, it's because none of them received them. What happened to all that, all that, all those mailers she put out, all those invoices, just poof, gone. Because the United States Postal Service isn't really that efficient. You know, it's, it's like the school system. If you can't fire anybody. You can't fire the teachers that suck. There's no meritocracy. Once you get hired and you're tenured, you're there for life. They might move you around from school to school doing what they call the lemon dance until they can't find a place for you. Then they put you in that old school building where all of the flunkies go and they're playing cards and shooting craps and, you know, hanging out, reading books and getting paid. Well, the post office, they're not firing their people. So if you got somebody that's going to decide he's going to take a bin of, uh, you know, mail, uh, a big old mail bag and decide to dump it in the trash just because he doesn't want to go out on his route and he still gets paid, well, there you go. What if there's ballots in there? And some of the districts that Trump won last year were, you know, a few thousand. And if they decide to reject those ballots, a few thousand rejected ballots could make the difference between who wins and who loses. So you don't have an efficient organization operating the way it should you also might disqualify a ton of, of ballots. When you do that, <laughs> you then are stuck in a situation where you could be deciding elections by, um, you know, disqualification of certain ballots. People's, people's vote didn't get counted. Look at this in uh, New Jersey. One in five ballots rejected as fraud is charged in, in the New Jersey mail-in election. This is from Real Clear Politics. Following accusations of widespread fraud, voter intimidation, and ballot theft in the May 12th municipal elections in Patterson, New Jersey, State Attorney General Gruel announced Thursday that he is charging four men with voter fraud, including the vice president of the city council and a candidate for that body. With races still undecided, control of the council hangs in the balance. Patterson is New Jersey's third largest city, and the election will decide the fate of a municipal budget in excess of $300 million, in addition to hundreds of millions more in education spending and state aid. In the city council elections, 16,747 vote-by-mail ballots were received, but only 13,557 votes were counted. More than 3,190 votes, 19% of the total ballots cast, were disqualified by the Board of Elections. Due to the pandemic, Patterson's election was done through vote-by-mail. Community organizers, such as the city's NAACP chapter, are calling for the entire election to be invalidated. Mail-in ballots have long been acknowledged by voting experts to be more susceptible to fraud and irregularities than the in-person voting. This has raised concerns from President Trump and other Republicans about the integrity of the national elections in November, which are expected to include a dramatic increase in mail-in ballots. 
If Patterson is any guide, it ought to concern Democrats as well. Over 800 ballots in Patterson were invalidated for appearing in mailboxes improperly bundled together, including one mailbox where hundreds of ballots were in a single packet. The bundles were turned over to law enforcement to investigate potential criminal activity related to the collection of the ballots. The Board of Elections disqualified another 2,300 ballots after concluding that the signatures on them did not match the signatures on the voter records. Reporting by NBC further uncovered citizens of Patterson who are listed as having voted, but who told the news outlet they never received a ballot or did not vote. One woman, Ramona Javier, had been shown the list of people on her block who allegedly voted, told the outlet she knew of eight family members and neighbors who weren't wrongly listed. We did not even receive vote-by-mail ballots, and thus we did not vote. This is corruption. This is fraud. There were multiple errors in reports that large numbers of mail-in ballots were left on the lobby floors of apartment buildings and not even delivered to residents' individual mailboxes, further casting doubt on the integrity of the election. Two of the election results in Patterson were particularly close. Initially, challenger Shaheen Kalike, or Kalik, I guess that's how you say it, defeated incumbent Muhammad. I don't even want to try to say this guy's Akhtarazuman, I guess that's how you say it, by 1,729 votes to 1,721. That's eight vote difference. After a second recount on June 19th, that race is now tied. 1730 to 1730. In that race, a video posted to Snapchat has surfaced that appears to show a man named Abu Razin unlawfully handing a large stack of ballots that he uh, indicated are votes for Kalik. Kalik's brother, Shalim, and Razin have been charged by the state attorney general for crimes including fraud and casting mail-in votes, tampering, and unauthorized possession of ballots. So we can see where this is going, that you can't keep the integrity of the election based on mail-in ballots. Not only that, you also could plunge the election into chaos and and an undecided, prolonged uh, period of time where we don't even know who the president is. Does anyone remember what happened with George W. Bush and Al Gore? I mean, it went for weeks, hanging chads. We were talking about all types of crazy stuff. And you know what? It took the... Supreme Court to ultimately decide based on, uh, well, it was going to get to that point based on the uh, recounts of the elections. But that's the thing is you descend into chaos and have just utter insanity going on with the integrity of the vote. You're going to get protests and and riots like we've been having with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. It's going to explode. And maybe that's the goal of the people that are behind pushing this mail-in ballot idea because maybe they want chaos they seem to be fine with it in many cities and the gaslighting is unbelievable when you get jamie lee curtis taylor swift and you get all these individuals jumping on the biden bandwagon and basically making the case that mail-in voting would only uh benefit joe biden and trump's tearing it down by shutting down the, the post office well then we know that this is a concerted effort that um is to Remove the integrity of the vote. I mean, if they were ever wanting integrity of the vote, they would have voter ID. I mean, the voter ID law would be passed, but we can't even do that. But if they're pushing for this, it's because they want the chaos. They want uncertainty of who wins the election so that they can invalidate it and then they can start over and maybe they can just 
burn cities down and in, in the name of voter integrity and a fight against fascism. I don't know. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. So more and more people are arriving in these these protests against uh, these protests for mail-in voting. All these people, they're out there with demand justice. There's people in front of uh, Louis DeJoy's mansion in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, they're all showing up to protest, gathering in big groups. They still got their Black Lives Matter posters as well, but they're all there to protest the mail-in voting issue. I'm lost on all of this because why would you? I don't even know. At this point, it's clear that we need to restore the integrity of the vote, um, demand voter ID. It's not even something that in Virginia, voter ID is something that's pretty easy to get. You know, they say, oh, well, you can't get voter ID because people in rural parts of the states will have an issue because they can't go to a DMV. Well, first of all, in North Carolina, which we have a rural section just south of us, right on the border of Carolina and Virginia, they schedule a DMV, a mobile DMV, to come to your area every week. So, uh, yeah, you can get an ID. That's not hard. But then the definition of voter ID is so broad, it could be just about anything. A college ID. It could be just an ID card issued by the state. It could be your voter registration card. Doesn't even have to have your picture on it. Voter ID is so broad that it could be easily obtain in some form or fashion, but they don't want to, they don't want to go down that road. They're going to say that it's restricting people who are poor and black. And for some reason they think black people don't have identification, which is a complete utter lie. Um, but the same can be said for this whole mail-in voting ruse. Uh, it really should not be an issue. We should not be sending our votes by mail and, and expecting them to get where they're supposed to go and be counted correctly. I mean, it's it's pretty much a no-brainer. But they're using this pandemic to capitalize on whatever they can capitalize on. Shutting down churches, and then they're going to eliminate your ability to have entertainment, such as uh, sports, football, movies, whatever the case may be. And then they'll turn around and just say, well, you know, we're going to vote from home, just like you work from home, just like you're going to go to school from home. It's all utter garbage. They've got other ulterior motives behind this. And you have to keep that in mind because this is how they're going to get a Biden presidency, which will be a Kamala Harris presidency, because he's already stated multiple times that he's going to be a one-term president and she's going to lead. She's leading the way. We need her to lead. So you're going to end up with a President Kamala who is going to be a deep state puppet just as much as Biden would be a deep state puppet. And it will be your Brennans and Clappers and Comeys all running the presidency. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in. Uh, find us on Roku. We're going to update the Roku channel here very soon. You can also check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. Donate, anchor.fm, or you can donate at Patreon, patreon.com. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>